0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology.
1: They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com
0: Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by proamsports.ca We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer.
1: Brought to you by Digitex Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot on Oilers Radio 630 chat. welcome back everybody Bob Stauffer joining you it's 1232 at Edmonton this is Stauffer Inspector, which for the summer will be running on Thursdays here in Oilers now brought to you by our friends from Horse Racing Alberta Speck how are you doing? hey I made it you made it pretty good eh? yeah <laughs> sorry the- about the other day Bob <laughs> That is such a Mark Spector thing to do, just for the record. Uh, I don't know to tell you. The good news is I've got my Wave Runner running just perfect. clean the beach up a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. The
1: bad news is you miss your miss phone. My, your you know, you planned phone hit. A guy gets in the summer, and, and the beauty of summer, I really love to leave the house without my phone. Really? Because for 10 months, you can't. Except yeah. when you have radio hits, you should probably not leave the
0: house without your phone. That's that's all right. That's probably something you S- Somebody said it once, blank happens, right? So it's all good. <laughs> hey, Spec, uh, we got a text that came in saying, would you trade uh, Yesopoli-Arvey for Brennan Gallagher? And that's going to be a great place for right. us to start because we're going to talk a bit about yesopoli yeah. in the first uh, half hour of the today's show. What's uh, to talk about there? You know, uh, Gallagher bounced. Brendan, what did he do this year? Like 24, 25 goals this season? He bounced, but he, he had a pretty good year this year. I know I, they were concerned about him a couple years ago. He took two slap shots yes. off. He had a plate in his hand at one point. Give us the numbers, Brendan. 31 goals, 54 points. Oh, okay. Career well, high goal-wise. Uh, right shot, right? Yeah. Yeah, right shot plays right wing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plays hard. So does Paul Yarby play right wing.
1: And he was uh, a guy that you're hoping for, uh, you know, for sure of that 25 out of one.
0: Day. Now, at the same age, uh, Brennan Gallagher... Uh that Paul Harvey last year had double-digit goals in the NHL. Brendan Gallagher was playing in the Western Hockey League with the Vancouver Giants, so yeah. at the same age. Uh, Brendan's uh, been an overachiever as a player. Three-time 40-goal score at the WHL, quickly ascended to the NHL, had a pretty good go early in his career, then busted up his hand, had a real tough 2016-17 season, bounced back, scored 31 goals. He's a 3. 3.75 cap hit. How much longer on the deal, Brendan? I believe it was three years at three point seven five. He's still got three years yeah, left at three point seven five. Uh, Paul Yarvey, by the way, if and and the Oilers have to operate under this principle, uh, Paul Yarvey's a three point four million dollar cap hit if you include the bonuses as a fourth overall pick, right? Even though it's unlikely that can't, he can't you can't you uh,
1: not um, operate under the principle. Well, you can operate. And then it would come off next year's cap. Is yeah, that how it works. Yeah, you, that's how it works. Okay, well, I, he's. I, I don't see. I mean, it would be sure awesome for the oil if he attained all those bonuses, but um, he's not highly unlikely.
0: Highly unlikely. Yeah. yeah. So would you, would you do the trade? Oh, that's a good question, Bob. Um, the, I, I think what the text are suggesting is Canadians just lost Shea Weber for six months. They might as well buy into the youth movement. I don't know how happy that would make a guy like Carey Price. And would they consider trading? Uh, well, uh, sure. Are they ready to
1: take a chance on that young player? Uh, to me, the whole, as it's two guys sitting here in Edmonton, the story, the, the entire angle for me is have the Oilers, are you ready to give up on Jesse Poliarvi? Are you uh-huh. ready to say, nope, not going to be a player? You know, is I'm not ready to do well, that. well. Is he? Is he? Uh, However, Mikko Rantanen, right? Who didn't look like a player until he became a player, and now he's really good. Yeah. Uh,
0: there are people. I'm, I'm telling you right now. There's a lot of people in the orders organization who think at some point he's just going to pop and okay. boom, it's going to happen for him.
1: Well, that could be. Is he Blake Wheeler, who turned into a you know led the league in assists last year, but it took him six or seven years to even become. A much of a helpful a player. A legitimate
0: top six NHL player.
1: Right, and I'm here to tell you, if Pugliarvi takes another five years, he'll be turning into that player for someone else's team. There's just, those guys always work through a few teams. The late bloomer never blooms for his own team, Bob. Almost never. Unless it's right? a
0: goaltender. That, yeah. yeah,
1: okay, maybe a goalie, but certainly a winger, a high winger. Yeah, If if Pugliarvi doesn't start being that number four overall pick, frankly, this season. See, this is the risk for the orders
0: right now. Uh, you know they need to win. That's established. Well, first that right of all, now.
1: they need to win. But let's let's focus down on the player. If you say no, we're with poliarvi We're going to turn him into a player. We're going to develop him properly. Here we go. If he goes one more year and doesn't develop, you know, and doesn't get better and doesn't start to show us what we think we want to see, now he will be labeled throughout hockey as a bust, and his value will fall through the floor. Mm-hmm. You could st- he still has value today, but do you trade him today and watch him pop for somebody else? Right there's the question. And there's the question. Personally, as as the guy that drafted that player, I would still believe in him. Uh, I would think that, you know, I would want, to, I would want Why to don't we open up the? Kimono- we
0: don't want to show too much here, but we'll open up the kimono a little. We, how many times have we, in our broadcasters' meetings, have we yeah. had this conversation on this topic? Oh, all the time. We're always
1: grilling Todd McClellan on. You know, why isn't he on the power play, or why don't you use him here, or
0: this or that? And, and who of the media guys would be the you, most, would, would I be the yeah, guy?
1: You're with, pretty, you're pretty,
0: pull your RV friendly, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, I just, there's something there. I want to see them get something up, but he has got to. The thing is, this is not a. This is not like. Well, he doesn't train. No, he trains. He's he's a tank. He's an unbelievable physical. Sure, he's condition. in good and all that. The place. question is, will he be able to process the game, the North American game? That How is smart good. is he? That's what you're telling me, yeah. you, right? Okay. How smart is he? Whereas I look like Gallagher, and Gallagher to me as a player is like what Dwayne Rolison was as a goalie. Like Dwayne rollison was like an alley cat that scrapped his way for every single shred of NHL playing time he got and right. willed himself and extended his career far beyond what it should have been based upon right. his marginal talent level. And
1: Gallagher is not blessed with a ton of talent.
0: No, he sure has a lot of will and it's
1: very. He's, smart. A, he's, he's
0: a hard nosed away. little sob and he's competitive right. and right. you know where he's going to be. I mean the Oilers have big guys that don't really like being in front of like, like Patrick Maroon is more like a European big. Big man, he is not an elite tipper of the pucks like Ryan Smith or Thomas Holmstrom was. You know they don't really have that player. And how did Gallagher get hurt both times? Yeah, by. By paying the price to go to Lynette and Eaton's and a couple Shea Weber slap shots, <laughs> right? Like, and okay. guess where he was last year, all season yeah. again. So it's uh, now he's a player that, that the Edmonton Order fans
1: would love, but I, I also think that the Edmonton Order fan would love to see that Yessi Puliyarvey, who was the MVP at the World Junior. They would like to see that player, right? Even that more. That, that player has. I mean, and in
0: fairness, Puliyarvey has an infinitely higher ceiling. Yeah, that's why you drafted him fourth, right? The question is. Will he ever get there? Well, it's an excellent question. And I think it's a fair question at this stage. And, oh. and, but remember, he is only 20. Now, there is another thing. So he's only f- 20, Bob. You just said the everything for me. He's only 20.
1: I would rather stick it out with that draft pick that my team drafted. If I'm working for the Oilers, which I'm not. If I'm working for the Oilers and I spend my fourth pick on that kid, and I bring him along, and I develop him, I would rather see it to the end and and move the player who's not... If he doesn't make it, and I get nothing for him, I want to be able to look in the mirror and said I gave it my best shot with well, this guy. didn't quit on him. Trading a 20-year-old with those tools, to me...
0: You're quitting on the project. I don't. I wouldn't quit on the project. All right. So there you go. We have your answer. You would not do the trade. I would not do the trade. I might consider the trade. I, I sure would consider it because I like Gallagher a lot. Uh, yeah,
1: but I, I would. <laughs> Who do. doesn't? Yeah. Um, so where does he get his opportunity, Boston? Well, and that's that's because that,
0: I think at the start, I think you have to in a couple of preseason games, you have to throw him up there with Connor and Leon. That's O'Connor or Leon for sure in the preseason. Absolutely, but to me, it's not. Pre-season. It's not the end of the world if he starts the season on a line with, say, Stroman, Kara. They had success last year. Why not throw him back out there, well, go up against third uh, pairing defense uh, units and third and fourth lines? Why not do that? I like the way you phrase
1: this, Bob, because there's a lot of the fans out there and a lot of the people who just say, put him on the power play and put him with the David and give him 40, 30 games or whatever. And to me, you then just hand a guy an opportunity that he is certainly not qualified for. I like the way you start the season. It's pretty clear to anybody coming to camp, Bob, there's right wing spots open in Edmonton. Yep. Ty Raddy's your first line right winger. Okay. There is four... He better train the right way because well, he hasn't had a history of doing it in well, the past. Listen, if he, if with the opportunity in front of that kid, if he comes to camp in less anything less than
0: fabulous shape... you. I got news for you. Move if him. he comes to camp in fabulous shape, it'll be the first time in his career well, he better figure that, that he would have come anywhere. That. He's if, a
1: veteran. He's a 25-year-old player who right. has played how many games in the league? Under 70. Under 70 with all that talent. So my point is... Everybody gets a second chance. Ty Ratty is getting the gold-plated
0: second chance. And he's got the belief of Nugent Hopkins, who is the respect of his teammates. And because of that, he's... He's got, me. like, they don't sit there and do the double take when Ty Ratty's on their right wing. And sometimes when Jessupuliarvi is in places on the ice where he's not supposed to well, be, there you go. those guys are looking at him like, what the hell are you doing here? Right. Like, right.
1: So let's go back to where we were. So let's, let's, everybody knows that right wing is wide open on this team. And Puliarvi, the, the, what you're saying to, to him is, yeah, see there's a, absolutely top six jobs sitting there waiting for you go take it he's got training camp he's going to get some shifts with McDavid he's going to get some shifts with dry in training camp come in shape show me you're you're processing the game show me you're doing your homework show me you know where to go on the breakout for the power play because there's been lots of times where he's standing in a place where everyone's running into him right show me that you're progressing the door is wide open kid but when the season starts there's not a job. It's not your job. We're not just giving it to you. Show me in training camp that you're ready for it. We want you to succeed. But those folks out there, Bob, who say, give them the first 30 games on McDavid's wing, doesn't work that way.
0: See, you and me had, we used to have different conversations back in the day, back in the mid-2000s, but the difference was there was no McDavid. There was no dry settle. So when I was pushing Mac to deploy alish hemsky right away it was different because they didn't have any skill there right right? and that's whereas in paul case i'm more willing to hey wait a sec here slow this this guy's got to take the necessary steps right because of it it, and i think sorry bob go ahead to catch off the i think
1: what people also miss out there is this isn't about where mcclellan wants to play paul uh, McIlroy Harvey has to become a player that Drysdale wants to play with, that McDavid wants to play with. Read between the lines, folks. The guy doesn't know where to go, right? The guy's not in the right place. The guy's he's learning the game. He's learning. He's figuring it out. McDavid wants a guy that that has it figured out. So this
0: player, forget impressing the coaches. This player has to impress his top six center. So when we talked about, when you used to do total sports back in the days, and we'd have conversations on guys like Hamsky, yep. the other players on the team were like, this guy's our most skilled guy. We're going to need him out there. He's going to need to play. Everybody wanted to play with Alish Hemsky. Everybody wanted to play with Alex Hemsky, right? They, because he can make plays. So here's the deal. Paul Yarvey comes over from Europe. He lived on his own. From the time that he was 13 until he was 18, 19. 13, he was, living on his own? Yes. Got thir- parents of those. Living on his own at 13. Wow. A physical f- uh, freak. Phenom. <laughs> a he a strong lad. Th- this guy four. is he is in the type of condition that guys don't get in yeah. until they're 24, 25. He's in that condition at 20. So he's putting the time in in those regards. Yep. But he's got to learn the other part of the game, the nuance come. of the North American game. It should come. Right? And it should come, which is why you have to be patient with him. And it don't, doesn't automatically mean you get a play with Connor and Leon no. right away and so they lies part now here's a contrast okay the auditor said Connor Yamamoto and there's not that much difference in the age between poliarvi and Yamamoto let's no. than, less than seven months in an age difference Darvey's yeah, the young draft and and Yamamoto's the the, older draft. the older draft well Yamamoto is one of those guys that's really smart yeah and knows ex- and so what happened is guys did want to play with him because he was in the right spots, he was just snake bit last year at the start of the year. It didn't go well for him
1: there, sure. But he had a lot of chances. They can count on him defensively. You know, when you're an elite centerman, uh, you don't want to play with a walking minus. Right, right. It's not
0: good for business. Which unfortunately is what Nail Yakupov ended up. Neil becoming.
1: Yakupov ended up being a minus player, and that's why one I mean, of the reasons why no one wanted to play with
0: him. All right, I have said that I don't. I, I think Paul Yarby's got a way higher ceiling than the Yakupov. Do you agree or disagree with that sentiment? Uh, yes. Way higher ceiling. Okay. Yeah. It is 1246 in Edmonton. When we come back, we're going to talk about the return of Kyle Brodziak and the potential impact of Tobias Reeder. This is Oilers Now. We're guests on the show with the exception of Mark Spector. Receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Reminder that every Wednesday night is date night at Roos Chris. Two can dine for $120. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Roos Chris Steakhouse. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta Live Racing Northlands Park, Saturdays here on Orders Now. showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAm Sports.
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting
0: to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price, Priceline Does Monday at the
1: office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com/slash
0: AI for all. This is
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Ched.
0: Alright, it's 12.49 in Edmonton. Two quick texts. Uh, this one comes in saying, Bob, uh, you're delusional thinking that the Montreal Canadiens would trade Brendan Gallagher for Yesopol Pulyarvi, a guy who has yet to prove that he's an NHL player. Hashtag dream on. Well, it was a texter who suggested, would you wait and do the trade? And that's why we discussed it. Uh, and then this text comes in from Drew's view. I'm hearing a lot of the same talk with Yesa as nail Yakupov. Doesn't know where to be on the ice. The project's still young. Don't hand him opportunity et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Let's face it, Columbus knew something when they passed on him. Well, he also wanted a center. And uh, th- that pick, it was funny, uh, halfway through the year, Paul Yarby's numbers... We're very similar to Pierre Luc Dubois' career numbers. Halfway through the season, the problem is Poliarny had a very cl- uh, poor close to the regular season, and Dubois went off uh, supersonic. Chinatonic. Well, and
1: so did everybody. I mean, I think you have to remember in judging any Oilers' performance last season. You know, you find me the guy that had a good second half. I mean, maybe he's there. McDavid, sure. Okay, everyone who's not McDavid. <laughs> You know, it was, it's. Uh, Nugent Hopkins when he came back from injury. Yeah. Who did he play back, with? McDavid. <laughs> so, really, it's, it's uh, you know, Paul Arvey is not a driver yet. He requires successful teammates around him yes. for him to be good. That's where he's at in his career. So, on that team last year, Bob, he's not having a good year. Uh, it's just not
0: going to happen. All right. Uh, they did make a couple signings on uh, Sunday. You were down at Rogers Place uh, with wow. us. And, and one we expected. In fact, one you were, I think you were the guy that broke it. Uh, I will tell you that, AKA, well, I won't should I say who it was. Anyways, I got tipped off by a fellow out there. Yep, Um, smart guy. Uh, Right around the time that you pushed uh, your information out on Brodziak so uh, I I think I'm in trouble now. Actually,
1: well, it's a good. uh, It's you know, this is a an older player, obviously near the end of his career, who is very much looking forward to finishing his career here. Kind of reminds you of Matt Hendricks signing that one year deal down in Minnesota. Uh, Brodziac's a Northern Alberta guy. I believe he lives in Sherwood Park. Not positive on that. Okay, he'd like his boys to be here. Uh, I remember speaking to him in the playoff run a couple years ago, and he was a the UFA then. He said, I'd love to finish up in Edmonton, man. It'd be great. So, you know, one thing about this market, uh, we have had players here that come here for the money and after a while go, ah, I don't want to be here not that guy. He's
0: the opposite of of that. He's looking forward to playing here. There's like three other Edmonton area guys that want to come back here and play as well. Yeah, you can't have too many guys
1: finishing off their careers. Uh, But I'll tell you, it is a, you know, I remember Pat LaForge was big on this. I want Western Canadians here. And he used to always say that. And, you know, you can't just draft Western Canadians. But we've also seen situations where guys that aren't you know, from here or from Canada or from wherever. Either they don't like it here or their wives don't like it here. So it does make sense to have local people that want to be here. Can he help the team? Yeah, damn right he can. How much did they miss Matt Hendricks
0: last year? A lot, and Brodziuk's a better player. Broadjick's a better player. Plays a more important position. Yep. Better five on five centerman than Mark Letestu. who Mark's a good guy. He's still without a job right now. I, yep. I think somebody will sign him on a one year deal somewhere. Two, uh, that gives the orders
1: two right handed centermen, two left handed centermen. So it's, it totally makes no, sense. It totally absolutely makes sense. All right. Sense. So, uh, one year deal, not too rich. Yeah. You know,
0: it's all good. Uh, the one that surprised me was Evanson getting Tobias Reader because I was under the impression that Reader was going to be able to get a three-year deal in the range of two point five to three billion dollars. So I was stunned. Well, apparently, he, I
1: spoke right after the announcement to his agent Darren Ferris, and what he said was, "We don't like what the market thinks of us right now. I don't like. We didn't like our value okay. out there." So what he felt was whatever they were getting on a three-year deal. I believe that they were offered a couple of two or three-year deals. Didn't like the number. Right. right? So they then realized they could sign a one-year deal in a whole bunch of places. And they looked around and they looked around. And they thought, where, where can my client, right, have the best one-year uh, to sign a contract there? Well, they looked at the order and said, there's a team that needs some speed up front. They and need some the right winger. And that's a perfect place for him to have a real good year and then uh, hit the marketplace again.
0: All right, so you, during break, brought up a really good point, Spec, and I think you should share it with the listeners. Okay, well, uh, what was it? Well, It's rare when that happens, but... you think the, I'd remember. The options that it gives Todd McClellan potentially on the right wing between Ratty, Pulley, Arby, at some point maybe Yamamoto, and Reader, who can play left or right wing, mm-hmm. and the ability to move guys around based upon who's going and not going.
1: Well, you've got four young... Right wingers there, two very young ones in Yamamoto and Puliarvi. And and I think what we see with those players is first of all, I love the fact that you got four guys for three jobs. I think that's great. Well, let's call Zach Cassian your fourth line right winger. Uh, You don't want three guys for three jobs. I want my guys having earned their ice time. So that's good. You also look at young players. They tend to give you 10 good games and fall off, 15 good games and fall off. So you're going to probably have a rotating cast, Bob, on that side. And Reader, you know, he could play the right side. He's a, the veteran in the group, but he really hasn't proven a ton in the league, frankly. And I like the fact that all those guys are going to have to compete for ice time. It's going to keep them all hustling. Yeah.
0: Um, they got technically one more spot open. By my count, if if you're going to have Yamamoto start the year down on the minors, okay. What type of 14th forward would you bring in? I know we're talking about a 13th, 14th forward, but so I'm going to give you I'm going to give you some options, okay? Anthony DeClaire, just just let me read off the options and we'll go. Okay, Lance Boma, uh, Scotty Upshaw, okay, Jason Chimera, and uh, how about Hartnell? Sure, Jack mentioned Scott Hartnell. Yeah.
1: Okay. Go for it. Well, let's see. First of all, I'm bringing a guy in at this point on a PTO probably. I'm going to wait till the okay. Unless one someone knocks my socks off, none of those guys. Particular. I want to see all those guys play.
0: Upshaw. Upshaw's gone in on PTOS too the last three yeah. years and got himself contracts. Right. I, I want. Uh,
1: you're naming for me old, a lot of old players here. Right? Declare's not, not old. Not declare. Sorry, that's the guy I forgot. Not declare. Yeah, declare. I'm not sure. Uh, DeClaire comes out of Arizona with uh, some baggage.
0: That's for sure. So, I think if uh, if I have a player... I miss Tyler Ennis. Let's add Tyler Ennis. Yeah, let's
1: add Tyler Ennis to that, right? We should add Tyler Ennis to that. See, there is a... like We're clearly talking about Baba, a 13th or 14th forward, who might surprise me and move in and, and knock one of my guys out. Or maybe I get an injury, he's going to come in and play. God, I'd be a very fast player. Uh, I don't question Tyler Ennis on that. I don't question Chimera on that. I'm not sure what kind of foot speed Hartnell and Upshaw have left. Upshaw's quick still quick Yeah. okay uh, declare I, declare can skate yeah, declare's a whole different thing for me. He's a young guy that that's looking to bounce back somewhere. yeah hey, someone's going to give him that chance if he does it, you'll be a genius you know, but he needs to he needs to find someone to believe in him because his stock is very low right. out there right now. I want to uh, uh, all do? those guys you Bro- need for me. I need a PTO on all of them, but Duclair. Declare
0: you'd offer the contract well, to the other five. You'd bring it on. No, a PTO. I'm not.
1: I don't think I would. I just I'm taking a pass on Duclair. Let someone else offer him a contract. I don't want him. Okay. Um, but those other guys, I want to watch him play. I want to see him skate. I want to see what they got left. Does it matter that Upshaw's had success with Bradzyek over the last couple of years playing together? Um. Mm, I like the fourth line. I like Brodziak's wingers already. I got Cassian at one point nine if I'm running the Oilers, so I'm I'm playing him. Yeah. In fact, I, frankly, let me say this: I'm expecting a bounce back year out of Zach Cassian. Zach Cassian is he doesn't get much credit last year for everything that went wrong, but his emotion. His uh the way he turned games around in terms of, you know, a couple years ago. The momentum. Yep. The things that he did two years ago, they were completely absent last year. I'm expecting a much more engaged sack. Cassian. I yeah. want him playing every night. And now who's your left winger? Is it Jujar Kara?
0: See, I got Kara playing with Strome and uh Okay. I got Kajula at fourth line left wing. Well and I got news for you. I don't want to just hand it to Drake Kajula either. I don't
1: want to hand it to him, but I also look at—I still consider him a player that needs to play games. Yeah, and, and, and I don't want to. And he can move
0: games. up, and he can move down, but you know he's been given a lot of opportunity by been. the Oilers. He has been. And, and I he's know he's another be,
1: guy. I expect to come back. And he
0: just spring. signed a two-year deal at one point five, so you think he's going to play for sure? <laughs> yeah. I know this. If you had Upshaw playing with Brodziak and Cassian, I'd expect that line would be able to check.
1: Oh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And all three of those guys could kill penalties. Yeah, right. And I don't think Kajula has proven for one iota that he's a good penalty killer yet. No, that's fair. So That's fair. 12.58. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about John Tavares, the Maple Leafs, building super teams NBA style, and we're going to have a little rip on soccer, and Brendan's going to send you some video you won't believe. Uh, this is Oilers Now. Today, Stoffer Inspector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, live racing Saturdays at Northlands Park. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell.